Welcome to the newest Cutting Edge episode, OTRs. Today's episode is going to concentrate in on estimates of calf starter energy. We're going to dig a little bit deeper into when calf starter energy becomes available and how it can affect the overall growth and development of calves. So big takeaway number one, OTRs. Let's just open with a great quote from the article. Estimates of energy in calf starter in young calves should consider rumen development and changing digestion with advancing GI tract maturity. When we calculate that daily digestible energy or metabolizable energy in calves, we use a NRC model for that calf starter that accounts for adult digestion, not neonatal immature digestive tracts. And as you would expect, these immature tracts are not really ready to use the energy in this calf starter form. Big takeaway number two, OTRs. The big key the researchers found was this ratio of metabolizable energy, or when the metabolizable energy of the calf starter in that calf over the metabolizable energy of the NRC estimate came close to one. And this was usually reached around 15 kgs of NFC. And the ME NRC, or that ME of the NRC estimate, actually overestimated this metabolizable energy until that 15 pound NFC occurred. Big takeaway number three, OTRs. When researchers looked for an average age at which the 15 kgs of NFC was reached, they found a range from 51 days of age to 63 days of age in trial calves. And this clearly disputes the industry norm of weaning at a specific age. Also, the current industry recommendation for weaning at a specific intake volume of calf starter, such as one kg of calf starter per day, does not mean that that amount of feed can be used by the calf's GI tract at that point in time, especially if the 15 kg NFC limit has not been reached. So what's the ultimate message, OTRs? Ultimately, as studies have suggested, successful wet-to-wean calf transitions depend upon specific, highly fermentable carbohydrate amounts. But this study shows how the availability of energy of calf starter is not necessarily what the NRC says, but instead increases with NFC or dry matter intakes and their volumes and has an overall impact on the calf's energy intake levels due to increasing availability. Ultimately, this is an article you must listen to if you have any operations who are experiencing weaning lag or lower than expected average daily gains during the wet period. So stay tuned, OTRs. So the real challenge is, how do veterinarians like us, who don't have the time, resources, or financial backing of a multi-million dollar company, who are faced with irregular work schedules, on-calls, and emergencies, how can we facilitate our own personal and professional growth so we can continue to offer superior service to our clients while still remaining competitive in today's market? That is the challenge, and this podcast will provide you the roadmap to its solution. I'm your host, Dr. Eric, and welcome to Operators to Owners. Welcome back, OTRs. Today's article is titled, 
estimates of calf starter energy affected by consumption of nutrients, evaluation of models to predict changing digestion on energy content in calf starters. It was published by Quigley, Hugh, Knapp, Dennis, Suarez, Mania, and Hill in January of 2019. It was done at the Cargill Animal Nutrition in Brookville, Ohio. The objective of this study was to evaluate methods to calculate energy values of dry feeds fed to young calves during the first four months of life, utilizing estimates of total tract nutrient digestion. An undeniable expert in his field, Dr. Quigley delivers an excellent article by partnering with several researchers to combine and break down digestibility data from their calf starter studies. By using his own, Dr. Hill's, and Dr. Dennis's research, this group of researchers was able to show that though certain calf starters may have stated NRC values, this does not mean that these values are all available to the calf. The calf's digestive system must first mature enough through exposure to digestible carbs to reach the feed's true mature potential. Today's article will delve into how these researchers determine this fact and its implications on overall calf nutrition and health. Now, a little bit of background information first, OTRs. And today's article was brought to me by my associate, Dr. Brandon Deming. Dr. Demick is becoming a budding calf expert in his own right, revolutionizing the use of lung ultrasound in the form of calf health herd checks and taking it way beyond a simple lung scan. And as part of the development of his services, Dr. Demick has taken on some calf nutrition consulting as well. And this was an article he kind of threw my way as a great new reference for our industry. And for that, I got to acknowledge and thank him. Also, at this point, if you feel that you ever have a cutting edge worthy article, please send that reference to Dr. Dr. Period E-R-I-C at otovets.com. I'm always accepting submissions and usually I can access them free of charge and review them for the whole community to benefit. Now with that said, let's get right to the learning. As we know from previous research that was reviewed on cutting edge as well as extensively in the last decade, we know that early life fermentation of carbs stimulates rumen development, which triggers the ability to wean calves. Now backing up that research is research done by Terry in 2007, Hill in 2016, Chapman in 2016, and Quigley in 2018, which have all shown that digestion of carbs, including NDF and NFC, are very low in young calves. Even with this knowledge, NRC in 2001 predicted digestible energy, or DE, and metabolizable energy, or ME, in calf starters be based upon mature cow digestion. The previously stated studies have shown that digestibility of starch and NDF increases with age and calf starter intakes. Therefore, the current equations based on NRC 2001 calculations that use those values for DE and ME do not account for these changes and overestimate energy availability to the calf when combining starter and milk replacer intakes as energy sources. And this is why Quigley did this study, reviewing five trials with the goal of creating a method 
to calculate the true DE and ME values of dry feeds in the first four months of life. So how do they do this? What are the methods? Quigley reviewed the total tract digestibility of three studies by Hill in 2016, Dennis in 2018, and Quigley in 2019. And they were broken down into trials 1, 2A, 2B, 3A, and 3B. And these trials housed and observed calves for a minimum of 56 days and up to 112 days of age, with daily intakes of milk replacer and calf starter being monitored. In each trial, a subset of five calves per treatment were used for digestibility measurements, with daily feed and feces being sampled pre-weaning, and after weaning, feed and feces samples were used to estimate digestibility as well. More detailed analysis of each trial can be found within this article or within the individual researchers' publications. The researchers then calculated the digestible versus non-digestible fractions of NFC, crude protein, ether, NDF, digestible energy, and ME of the milk replacer and calf starter. This was then made into a new unit known as the ME ratio, or the ratio between the ME determined in that calf starter to be available to the calf and the ME determined by the NRC calculation. As this ratio approaches one, the digestibility more closely represents a mature animal or a normal NRC calculation. The final two units the authors created were the cumulative NFC intake unit or the CCS NFCI and the cumulative dry matter intake unit or the CCS DMI. The natural log of this cumulative dry matter intake unit will later be discussed as an important piece in determining digestible energy and metabolizable energy using the author's derived equation. So what did the authors conclude? The authors concluded that before weaning, calves obtain less energy from corn silage than predicted by the existing NRC model. They also concluded cumulative intake of NFC from calf starter appears to be a critical factor in the development of digestibility of NDF and NFC, and thus digestible energy and metabolizable energy in calf starter. When calves consumed a minimum of 15 kgs of cumulative NFC from calf starter, digestibility of nutrients improved to the point at which the metabolizable energy of that calf starter was similar to the metabolizable energy of the NRC recommendation, suggesting GI maturation. Finally, accumulated intake of 15 kgs of NFC from that calf starter would equate to 30 kgs of a 50% NFC starter or 60 kgs of NFC from a 25% NFC starter. Adjusting NRC calculations of energy values from calf starter for calves from birth to four months of age appears to be warranted based on this research. So what are my thoughts over yours? Well, what can I say? This is an interesting review article where Quigley and his co-authors attempt to address why we see calves regress during the wet to wean periods. And they attempt to model it and help us address it as practitioners. First, I wanna open with a great quote. Estimates of energy in calf starter and young calves should consider rumen development 
and changing digestion with advancing GI maturity. Seems pretty common sense, right? But when we calculate that daily digestible energy or that metabolizable energy in calves, we use that NRC model for that calf starter. And that accounts for adult digestion, not neonatal immature digestive tracts. And as you would expect, these immature tracts are not really ready to release that energy in the form of that calf starter at that point. That is to say, we're doing a really good job of providing calves with an excellent and expensive corn and molasses laxative. However, the researchers did show that cumulative intake of NFC was highly correlated to digestibility of most nutrients in calf starter and overall metabolizable energy in calf starter. And that suggests that with today's calf starter pellets, where starch forms almost 50% of the pellet, NFC is the driving factor for releasing metabolizable energy in the feed. Combining this with Quigley's 2018 study, which showed that as NFC intakes increased, cumulative digestibility of that NFC did as well. And you can begin to understand this cumulative exposure model where fermentable carb intakes drive overall GI tract development. Now the researchers did take a limited look at other factors that could drive this, such as the type of calf starter, i.e. Uh, you know, pelleted versus textured, and found that this was less important than the NFC content. However, this didn't have as much power with only a evaluation of N equals to 20, and may need more research as factors such as palatability will definitely influence intakes and therefore that NFC overall exposure. The big key that researchers did find was that this metabolizable energy ratio, or when metabolizable energy of the calf starter that the calf actually had access to over the metabolizable energy of the NRC estimate came close to one, this was usually reached when 15 kgs of NFC were consumed. And that ME, or that metabolizable energy of the NRC, tended to overestimate total ME until this occurred. This ratio persisted in wean calves fed starter and a 5% forage, which suggests accurate predictive models of ME, even in these post wean TMR calves. The authors also suggest that this method is the reason for wean average daily gain reductions in high milk replacer diet calves. These calves have not intaken adequate NFC up to that weaning period. And even though they might intake appropriate levels of feed, such as calf starter after weaning, they're unable to get to that metabolizable energy that NRC estimates. And that is the value nutritionists are calculating when they're trying to get good gains in this period. When researchers looked for an average age at which this 15 kilograms of NFC was reached, they found a wide range from 51 days of age to 63 days of age in trial calves. And this clearly disputes the industry norm of weaning at a specific age. Additionally, the authors found that the current industry recommendation for weaning at a specific intake volume of calf starter such as one kg of calf starter per day, doesn't mean that the amount of feed can be used by the calf's GI tract 
if that 15 pig NFC limit has not been reached. Therefore, the researchers recommended a cumulative model, which uses a high quality, high starch product, less than eight weeks of age, to drive this NFC intake to 15 kgs. Knowing this and the logarithmic nature of the metabolizable energy available to calves over time, the authors also wished to provide an equation for the calculation of ME based upon the variable calf starter intake levels. Now, due to the unknown nature of the NFC in many of these calf starters, the authors wanted to provide a valuable equation that would estimate this 15 kilogram NFC point using dry matter intakes of calves, because this is a much more known factor. They investigated the significance of these two things, NFC intake and dry matter intake, and found they were closely related, less than three hundredths of a point apart. So the authors chose to create an equation that drives off of dry matter intake of the calf starter. Now this equation calculates that metabolizable energy ratio, again, metabolizable energy available to the calf over the NRC metabolizable energy, i.e. the percent of the NRC valuable available to the calf. This equation for your reference is ME ratio equal to 0.5038 plus 0.1486 times the natural log of the cumulative calf starter dry matter intake. I'll include a figure or two within the OTO group to help you visualize this, but basically the important thing to note is that if a calf is eating a kilogram per day of calf starter, but has only consumed say 10 kgs of dry matter in the form of starter at that point, only about 85% of the nutritional value of that feed is actually available to that calf. This factor is going to become more important when you look at wet and weaned rations, and it can create a great argument for causation of slow average daily gains during these periods for your producers. Now, before I close, I want to include one final interesting point from the authors. They noted that milk replacer also plays a role in this energy availability and can cause some variability in this equation. If a milk replacer has a low available protein or fat source, then that calf's body will begin to compensate by accelerating the digestibility and therefore availability of the energy in the calf starter. Meaning that if your producer feeds a poor quality milk replacer, the calves may actually get more energy from that calf starter than you would expect by this model because the GI tract will adapt and increase digestion of those different nutrients. So as I said, OTRs, very interesting article, especially if you're going to look into some short fallings or losses of average daily gain in calves that you're working with. I think it has a lot of merit. I think you can begin to actually calculate what should be expected in some of your calf programs using these types of equations, estimating intakes, and perhaps even getting your individual operations a little bit more active in monitoring how much starter these calves are taking in. Yet again, another model for increasing your consulting capacities within your practice. I hope you found this article as interesting as I did, OTRs. I really enjoyed reading it. I can foresee using it in certain problem operations that I have and using it to really facilitate the argument 
using a lot of science and then also bringing in some cost analysis as well. So thank you again, OTRs, for joining me today. Until next time, carry on. If you like this content and want more, you can stop by the Operators Owners website at otovets.com. There you can sign up for our community at otovets.com forward slash Facebook. You can also consume some of our original content at the blog at otovets.com forward slash blog. Thank you for joining us today and we'll catch you next time OTRs.